And Elohim spoke all these words, saying, I am Yahweh your Elohim, who brought you out of the land of Mizraim, and now the house of slavery. You have no other mighty ones against my face. Do not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of that, which is in the heavens above, or which is in the earth beneath, or which is in the waters under the earth. Do not bow down to them, nor serve them. For I, Yahweh your Elohim, am a jealous El, visiting the crookedness of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but your loving commitment to thousands of those who love me God my commands. Do not bring the name of Yahweh your Elohim to naught, Yahweh does not leave the one unpunished who brings his name to naught. Remember the Sabbath day to set it apart. Six days you labor and shall do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of Yahweh. In it, not do any work. You, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor male servant, nor female servant, nor your cattle, there is a stranger who is within your gates. For in six days Yah made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore Yah blessed the Sabbath day and set apart. Respect your father and your mother, so that your days are prolonged on the soil, which Yahweh your Elohim is giving you. You not murder, nor fear false witness, no heal, no fear falseness against your neighbor, no covenant of sons, no covenant of wife, no male servant, no female servant, no ox, no donkey, whatsoever belongs to your neighbors. All right. Hallelujah. Y'all's good. Oh boy, I sound like a chipmunk. What happened? Put some bass in it. I need to hear you. Hallelujah. I know y'all can hear me out there. If I can hear me out there, but I can't hear me out here. Well, glory to the king. One time for y'all, we come to you. This Sabbath, who allowed us to come to the keep covenant. We made with our ancient people. We thank you for inviting us continually your holy peace, rest day, need truth in inward parts. More than anything, we need a performance of it. So we're asking about the power of the Holy Spirit to minister to our minds and our conscience to bring about a beautiful performance of your word and your truth so that others be converted and magnificent name of Yahshua. Hallelujah. Maybe see her. I did a video All what is the role of a wife. And uh, you know we live in the time of feminism, right? And these things that call themselves women, those I said call themselves women, uh, 
they're losing steam. Feminist movement just simply ain't working because what you're doing is you're finding a bunch of older women alone with their cats. Amazing. But on that video, you know, every once in a while you have some ignorant thing come on. But then I, I've got a comment here from a 73-year-old white woman. She says, I am a 73-year-old white woman who was put away by my husband decades ago. She says, Pastor Dow speaks truth. Hear him. If my husband and I had followed what Pastor Dow just said, we would still be together. We are divorced. Mainly because of the system of so-called laws mandated it and the lies of false hiring pastors that justify false laws. I am still waiting for my husband to return home. Well, it should be the other way around. You should be returning to your husband. Stipulation provided that you have not laid with no one. You know, a lot of people don't know this stuff. You know, we live in modern times and, and they don't understand this. You know, you know what I mean? You, you talk so simple and plain. And you, you tell a woman that she is not meant to go out like a man does. Had somebody again ask me, well, can a man be a virgin? I asked him, does he have a cherry to pop? Does he have a hymen to break? Then he can't be no virgin. Virgin, maid, woman, dancer. Does, does a male, husband, man fit that description at all? See, that means we all have to change our minds based on this societal order. See, this woman, I figured decades ago, I will assume it was two, that'll put her at 53. She wished she could have her and her husband could have heard what they're hearing today from this preacher right here. Because this preaching right here, it, it is a dying breed in the midst of a wicked and perverse generation. We have some proud, arrogant people out there that presume and think that they know the ways of God. See, what we do is, is we keep families together and bring them together. And it's just a shame when you're trying your best to preach the truth of his word. And then everybody wants to, you know, try to get the laws of America to coexist with the laws of y'all. It's a sad situation, isn't it? Not another one. It's tight, but it's right, Pastor. I got sick and tired in 2015 and said, nope, I am waiting on the Lord. Tired of the merry-go-round. 
Now, I am one year in the truth, and my complete outlook has been changed. Do you hear words like that? That's just words with the, the letters say, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see, that, that's what it says. See what I mean? The total outlook has completely been changed. I have a ministry slash business called that Proverbs 31 Life working to get that up and running, pray for me. I really don't understand how hard it is to just obey the book. Does that make sense? And you read it, you go, even if your mind is contrary to you, you go, oh, okay, that's the end of that. So hard about that. Anybody understand what's so hard about that? You understand what I mean? That is really not hard at all. There's another one. Wow, pastor. I'd like to know more about getting remarried, quote unquote, or not. You said the wife should not divorce the man. Notice I said should not. And, and we understand that today that men, males, and feminine men, simps, betas, whatever you want to call it, these are people that are simply just not going to do their duties and responsibilities. And the one thing this world won't do is they will not come together under the banner of righteousness and submit themselves to an ecclesiastical, righteous, just order in order to be able to adjudicate matters. You know, because everybody would rather just dig in their heels and maintain, I'm right. Everybody can't be right. Everybody can be righteous because if you're right and everybody else is wrong and the scriptures is wrong, then you have just become the mighty one. And what I see more than anything is that people are fearful of judgment. They'll maintain their position too, but they don't want to come to judgment. Now the book says a righteous man loves judgment. You know the reason why? That's what makes him righteous. He don't mind being wrong so he can be right. What's wrong with that? And so here we go. Oh, let me see. Oh, you said a wife should not divorce the man. So, if the man puts her away, can she marry again? But it depends on what type of putting away it was. And see, now people think of playing mental gymnastics. Because you ain't going to hear this. I keep telling y'all, if you're not an Israelite, you can't understand Israelite culture writings and, and their books. You're going to you're gonna get in a mixed mash and, of, of trying to mix everything in this little mind up here you think you know. I mean, did he separate from you? Did he put you away? If he put you away, did he just leave you? Or did he divorce you? Which one is it? I don't know. See, I mean, you see what I mean? So how do you answer this? You, you understand what I mean? I can answer three or four ways and maybe try to cover it. But I don't know all the details of this. Sad part about it is very few men actually put women away. 
statistically, when you look at it in this world, especially here in America, women always leave the man. You don't believe me? How many of y'all women left the man? Raise your hand. Look at that. You so the rest of you ain't never left a man. You never left a boyfriend. Boyfriend. Y'all y'all familiar with that, right? Now let's try this again. How many of y'all ever left a boyfriend? Look at that. Now watch this. How many of you men ever left a girlfriend? Damn. Y'all worse than they are. I've got to adjust my theology. Let me just stick with American statistics then. Y'all just a bunch of damn homongers. No, for real. Y'all about got them equal. That's sad. I got to adjust my theology in the assembly. Let me stick with the worldly statistics, then we'll get to y'all. But 70% of females initiate divorce in America. Did y'all hear that? And the system wants it that way. There's an old adage called conquer by dividing. Y'all hear that? Let me digress for a moment. America, as a society, we have more guns <laughs> than the military does. Think about that. Now, the only way we would ever come together if some foreign entity was to try to come here on this soil and start a fight. That's the only way. But if our government rise up against us, we will submit like a bunch of serfs. How many times I keep telling y'all when it's time for the militias and them who talk all that smack to flex their muscles where they at? See, the government done learned over the annuals of time that the way that you take care of a situation is by overwhelming force. You just look at it today. If one person is pulled over on the street, how many cop cars are there? Real folks. Hell, they told us when a, when a person died here, they told us it was standard operating procedure to send an ambulance and 10 cop cars. They had 10 of them out here. All for one dead man. That's some serious fear. Oh, that's just procedure. And I can't tell you how many times I don't see that procedure carried out when I see people calling the ambulance on Gaylen Road and there's no police force at all. It's only down here. Of course, when they come here, we don't hide our guns either. You see what I mean? So there's, you know, fear motivates people in many different ways. Getting back over here, so we have this man that has put this woman away. She said, I was young and dumb then. I'm better learned and now chaste and willing to submit. Then she says, can we marry? And then again, it all depends on 
you. If you have went and laid with another man at the time of your separation, if he returns to you, he will be returning to a defiled land. So therefore, you cannot marry. And your only hope for remarriage is, is if you get a bill of divorce in your hand. Y'all hear that? That's your only hope. Because you can't return to him if you have laid with another man. But if you have kept yourself and you have not laid with another man, you can go back. That book. I keep being distanced because I don't know. I understand Christianity is out there. Lots of laughs. Ain't nothing funny about it. I may run him away if he doesn't have patience for me slash us to hear from Yah or you, his shepherd. Or if I'm his shepherd, he better damn listen to what I'm saying. Anything wrong with that? When you go in the military, do you have to obey orders? And if they lawful orders, why would you want to disobey them? If you go to a job, do you go tell the store manager what to do? No, you, you go there and you follow orders. What's wrong with that? Why is it that we so motivated to follow orders when a paycheck is in, in hand? But when it comes to your eternal soul salvation, you put a cheap value on it. All of a sudden, we ain't got to obey orders no more. We don't have to obey any commands. You can't be no more stupid than that. I mean, the book says, you, you have us, we watch for your soul. They just watching to make sure that their business that you are working for prospers. Simply amazing, isn't it? Anyway, patience. Thanks so much in advance, sir. If you see this and have desire to answer, Shalom. Go to 1 Corinthians 7, verse 10. We got to, every once in a while it's good to deal with it. Because you have people, and then you have people that spy on our liberty, they ain't getting fed, so they got to come over here and get some too. But by the way, welcome y'all, each and every last one of y'all. All y'all from the camps, all y'all from the Christian churches, we welcome y'all this Sabbath. At least you get some resemblance of truth this week. All right, brother, saying, go ahead and read. And unto the married, and I unto command. Unto the what? Unto the married. So he's not talking about single, divorcees, or widows. Married is a status. Is that right? Read on. Unto the married, I command. Notice, who's doing the commanding? No, no, Paul is. He's writing the assembly of Corinth. He's writing to the assembly a letter to Corinth. And he said, read that again. And unto the married. And unto the married. I. I command. command. Read on. Yet not I. Yet not I. But the master. Now come the master comes in. So what he's telling you is, whatever the master commands, I'm commanding. 
Am I teaching y'all better yet how to stick with the, the flow of the word? When you read, just read in pieces and then stop and chew for a little bit. Then when you go to the next one, you can get a little bit more. Add a little more lettuce, a little more tomato. Our problem is we think we know something. If he's making emphasis, saying emphasis, I command, he's letting you know I'm flexing my authority. And I'm not alone in this, but the master is with me. Read. Let not the wife depart from her husband. Did you hear that? It didn't give you no stipulation. It says let her not depart. Now, mind you, these people, when this was written, they were a hell of a lot more moral than what we are today. They were a hell of a lot more ethical than we are today. They were a hell of a lot more fearful than what we are today. Women were a hell of a lot more holy, set apart, than we are today. So you have to understand the culture of the first century and then this culture today as well. Are you following? Right now he's just sticking with don't let the wife depart. It didn't say... If he's whooping you, it didn't say if he wasn't providing, it didn't say if he was lacking in his duties and responsibility, it just says wife don't depart. Didn't it say that? All right? See, what we always know to do, we want to add to what we're reading in order to justify our own decisions instead of sticking with the context of what we're dealing with right now. All that other stuff, the book has answers for it all over the place. But we're not there, we're here. Read. But? Is this still too loud for y'all out there? No, okay. But? And if. And if she do what? She depart. So he didn't say that she couldn't depart. He said, but and if she does depart. Come on. Let her. Let her what? Remain unmarried. He didn't say let her remain without a boyfriend. or a jump off, or a sidekick. It didn't say any of that. It said let her remain what? Unmarried. Unmarried, that means you don't let no man come in and sex you up. That's what it means by unmarried, because sex was equivalent to marriage. That cheers me out when people say, well, we've been dating since we were 12. We got married at 24. Well, when did you have sex when y'all were in agreement with each other? Oh, 16. Oh, so you've been married since 16. What you're basically saying is that you didn't get a marriage license. When you get a license, what you're doing is acknowledging the authority of the state to do that, which is unlawful without permission. And why do you need permission for something that is already unlawfully charged by the Most High Yah? You didn't ask for no permission when you had sex at 16? You just went ahead and did the do. Now we see the reason why people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Believe it or not, marriage is a big topic because there's so much confusion out there because how does the book say? There are as if there may be in this world so many different kinds of voices. None of them without any signification, but they all have a meaning. You don't know the meaning and the intent of these voices. 
but you are supposed to know them that labor among you. So, it, but and if she might let her remain unmarried, watch this. Here's your option. Or, or, but, or what? Be reconciled. To who? To her husband. So she don't get to go out there and, and whore around and, and, and I'm going to go out on a one-night fling. And, and but see, because if you do that, during the time of separation, you have already breached the contract. See, used to be in the day that if even during a separation and you lay with somebody else, you will be called an adulterer. And the penalty for adultery used to be death. But then as we started going through all these different captivities and stuff, even the Most High Yah himself is a divorcee. So much for the doctrine that Yah hates divorce then, huh? I mean, y'all don't want divorce, if you understand what I mean. He would that everybody would stay in their roles. But since, you know, everybody has their own mind and want to do out things outside the Torah, he even had to give his people a bill of divorce. Gave Israel a bill of divorce. Y'all did. Read. And let not the husband. Let not the husband do what? Put away his wife. See, they're not going all into the Torah or the law with the prophet saying to describe every possible nuance. He's just giving you straightforward direction. You're not going to get from the letter what the law says. All he's going to do is just give you the, the intent of the law. And if you want to know more, go study the law. Go study the prophets. Just don't sit there and insert your philosophy, your opinion, your ideas. And, because the, the word is still the same. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds forth out of the mouth of Yah. Now, go to Malachi 2.14. I got one more to read out this, all right? Malachi 2.14. You see what I mean? So people, what they do is they read this, their emotions is running high, and then they want to try to look for justification for their situation. Instead of just sticking with what Paul dealt with right there. He just gave strict commands. Wife, don't depart. Husband, don't you uh, put your wife away. Period. But if you're going to understand all this, you've got to go to the law. You've got to go to the prophets. Read. Read down to verse 16. Yet you say... Wherefore, because Yah has been witnesses between thee and the wife of thy youth. Mm -hmm. Notice, thee and the wife of thy what? In you. other words, it was, uh, it, it was automatically alluded to. It was culture. People automatically knew that when a woman was young, she would be married. You should get married. Up. Usually in Hebrew culture, the man averaged 10 to 20 years older than his Ashaya. Now, where are you going to get that at? You're going to go and read it. all of this history. I mean, right now, I mean, what was the difference in age between Joseph and Miriam? Or jo Joseph and Mary? Um, they, they had a big gap. We could speculate at least 30 years. And <clears throat> while we're here, let me go ahead and mess up something. 
if Jesus had older brothers and sisters, who did they come from? And you know Mary had children older than she was. It's taken a while for people to get this. See, this is how nonsensical this stuff is. Did not Yahshua have brothers and sisters? Oh, he did. Yet he only told one to watch out for his mama. See, people unlearned, ignorant, don't know, think they know. Don't hurt yourself. Don't these scriptures will hurt you. That's the way it used. That's the way it used to be. If you understand, me. it wasn't none of this. Uh, you twenty years old and you broke. Your daddy didn't leave you no land, no inheritance. Yet you want to get married. So, and if you do get married, you broke, she broke. And then you go out there and get under the system of broke. Because it's almost impossible to live in this society, in this world, without their credit. I've always believed it or not been somewhat physically conservative. How does that sound? Mm, I have. Even though I was a young man, I would clearly tell you I didn't know nothing. But I knew what I knew. I knew one thing. I didn't want no debt. If I, did, if I couldn't afford it, I didn't need it. Then when I had to go in debt, I was forced to go in debt. Somebody said, how are you forced to go in debt? Well, when Mother Carol and I got married, so-called married, I had my own car. Paid for it. That was in 1986. Y'all hear me? And I was driving a 77 Cutlass Supreme. Every time I took that car, it didn't look like the modern Z28, but it got me to and fro. I was able to make it from here to North Carolina. And then one day, so-called buddy, a friend. You know, man, we invited him over to the house, have dinner, you know what I mean? After that, me and Carol, we went to bed. He was downstairs sleeping on the couch, allegedly. I get a call 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, hey, hey, down. What, man, why in the world are you calling me from downstairs? What's wrong with you? Well, I, I'm not downstairs. Well, where are you at? Well, I, I, I went out to the club. I go, I really woke up then. You took my car without my permission? Yeah, but not only that, but I, I wrecked it. I totaled it. I ain't going to tell you the words that I used back then.
I didn't have no longer a way to get to work. So I had to go out and buy me a, a brand new little Nissan Sentra. And I had to teach Carol. I, I, what I had, what, one day? Was it one day? I had one day to teach her how to drive a stick. And then I was gone for three weeks. <laughs> one day. You see what I mean? And mind you, he was supposed to uh, pay me a hundred something dollars a month until he paid the call. Because the call was total. You get it. He should have never took it in the first place. So then he came down on orders to go to Korea. Don't worry, I got you. You think I've seen anything since? But the day is going to come when I'm going to run across his black ass. And I'm going to take $1,500 out of his ass. You watch and see. I'm going to walk right up to him and try to dislocate his jaw and say, that's my payment for $1,500. Now go fix your jaw. See what I'm talking about? Forced debt. Carol learned. She had no choice. Wasn't going to be able to go nowhere. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? How'd I get off on that? Huh? The wife of your youth. Then he says, what did he say? Teach against whom what? You have dealt treacherously. See, that's what people are doing today. People are dealing with these young women today, and women in general, treacherously. You wouldn't believe how many people out there, expect, you know, women, Lord oh, bless y'all heart. Y'all so, first of all, women, y'all bold, and then the next minute, y'all stupid as hell. Y'all will fall, if, if a guy even look halfway decent, he can tell you anything and you'll believe it. You never analyze. You never say, well, let me take you to my father and, and let me let him check you out. Don't you think your father a good judge of character? Wouldn't he be able to tell you if that's a good man or not? Oh, we're going to make our own choices and decisions. And you think that's the one, next thing you know, you're at some hotel or motel and you're giving up yourself. You're giving up your virtue. Giving up your honor. You're fragmenting your beauty. Really, the only things you've got in this world. To a whoremonger that lied to you to just get into your panic because he didn't have no integrity to tell the truth because he knew you might not want it. Then you got these men who, who you think that, I, where, where's that young man at? The one that had three wives in here. Where he at? He ain't here. It's ironic we come up on this. Got one, took back off, the other one took off, and the other one sitting at home. And I said, that man ain't even 30 years old, and he think he know how to do politics. Six children. 
I said, not a damn one of them know what they're doing. It's a mess. You know they came here like this because ain't none of y'all going to get no three wives and no 30 years old here. You barely even know what to do with one. Isn't that crazy? See, mom and dad died before dad died passed. They were married almost 60 years. Somebody say 60 years. Mother Carol and I have been married, I know, at least, at least 36, 37 years. Now, are you following? Either one of us could have kicked the traces and left at any time. Had plenty of means to do so. You understand what I mean? But what happened to the people that would stake out trials and tribulations? At the first sign of distress, Oh, I'm leaving. What a mess, huh? The one thing about me, I ain't never had a lie or deceive to get a woman. It is what it is. Y'all hear me? So you have these men that were in, in the Hebraic culture who were jack legs and bootlickers. If they wives, if, if they didn't even cook something right, they just put them away. If they made a misstep in the home, keeping them on pins and needles, they would put them away. Notice, they wouldn't give them a bill of divorce. They'd put them away. Put away a young woman out on the meat market that is still has desires. And what they were doing, they was trying to make sure that this woman was still saddled up with him while he was dealing treacherously with her. Because they ain't going to do that. Well, gee. Anyway, pay attention to the message. It, we ain't going to flood. All right, while he's still dealing treacherously with her. And he, he is out here sowing his so-called wild and oaks, and she over here burning. Waiting for this man. See, they try to, what they do, put a gag order, and what they try to do is, is put up under order to where she could not be made free. That's why they was asking Yahshua, is it right for a man to divorce a woman for every cause? <laughs> you see what I mean? And so, if she's out here burning this stuff, I mean, that's why I keep telling you, who is the tyrannical liar today that would not understand that women have desires just like men do? Who's the unjust dictator today that will sit there and let these women burn in quietness, suffer in quietness? The right thing you could have did if you just, instead of just leaving, just separating from him and leaving her, the best thing you do is just, should have just gave her a bill. But see, today and as then, if you gave your child a bill, you had to have reason. And your reason had to, believe it or not, had to be able to pass the elders. You just didn't write a bill and say, I'll put you away. Because see, that's the reason why we want your ass sitting right here. 
right here. That's the one thing that people don't want to do is sit in these seats right here. You're looking at this whole ecclesiastical order up here. We're watching everything. They just want to do unjustly, put them away, and then they only want their side of the story told by the other one is gone. How many times have we seen in the scriptures that a woman didn't have a voice and there was some wise elder that didn't even have to know the matter, but he knew the intent of men's heart, had a discernment from the Most High God and started questioning. Now, wait a minute for a second. And then she would end up getting justice from an unjust husband. An unjust liar. Because some men know that a man, a woman's voice in the judgment in matters of Israel don't matter. Matter of fact, you're not even a witness in Israel. Uh-oh. That's the reason why you had righteous men that would protect your honor. To make sure you wouldn't be done wrong. But who gonna submit to that? Everybody today, just like we read back then, wanna do that which is right in their own eyes. That's why they don't want no accountability. That's why they want to sneak, they want to duck, they want to dodge, they want to hide. See what I'm saying? How are we going to build a holy nation? If we don't do it this way, we're going to repeat the same mistakes we read about in the history of our people. In the, in the antiquities of our people, we'll do the, we're repeating the exact same thing. Because there are no judges in the land. Can't say that. There is judges in the land. Every man doing that which is right in their own eyes. I got a young elder, Elder Austin, that we spend a hell of a lot of money in this ministry. I mean, 80% of the money is ministry on that land by 5.5 acres of land. Myself and a brother went down there with blood, sweat, and tears, built that home. He had a second wife that came up here and had a matter. And I told y'all the order was, at you elders, you get to this feast, everybody, all y'all better show up to the feast. Elder Mitch and Elder Rupert seen that straightway South Carolina had no representation, so Elder Mitch made a beeline right to there. Where's the representation? Now, he had texted me that he wasn't going to be there about some matters or something like that, but I didn't even know he had moved from South Carolina to North Carolina. I didn't even know that even Sierra was pregnant. Where's my honor as a father, a so-called father? Where's my honor as a man who laid hands on you and rebuked the spirit of asthma and kept you free? The most high y'all heard me and kept you free from that day of 19 years old all the way up to 33. So them two elders cornered them, we got, we got them up here. Right here. And I told them, I said, right now Micah is going to be in charge of this assembly. Elder Austin has no authority, no jurisdiction, or nothing until he gets up here and sit right here in front of us. I knew his mama was going to go back home and tell him. He even had three or four days. I waited three or four days before I called him. 
just to see if he would have the humility to pick up that phone and call me. Didn't do it. I called him. The phone rang went straight to voicemail. Boy, I left a voicemail. You better believe it because I know you're going to get that. And I still haven't heard anything. So how many times do y'all think I want to spend y'all's money trusting in you to do the right thing? See, that's y'all's community. Now, the honorable thing you can do is just sign that deed over to the ministry or either give us our money back. Because if you ain't going to do it, I would rather you sign it over so I can move some of those faithful saints on that land. But don't go mute on me. Don't sit there and damn dishonor me by not saying shit. That's an elder. So we're not going to even let them get by with doing something. How do you think we're going to sit up and let you get by? How can you run dirty? Is that making sense? And I still ain't got a call. Where's my honor? Do I not deserve it? You see what I mean? We give you an opportunity. Come on, here. sit right there. Do some explaining. Because I can tell you this, ain't nobody getting by us. Not one person. And we do it righteously. There's no way we can have people like that over Israel when we can't even trust their leadership. When you don't even want to be accountable. The main two that went there and went and questioned them is because they're, we're accountable to each other. We communicate with each other all the time. Am I my brother's keeper? See, this is, all this is stuff y'all don't know. You know now. You get it? And the old time go by, the more dishonor. Is this making sense? That's the righteous thing to do. We don't know the whole story between him and Allison. We heard her side of the story, but we can't adjudicate them matters. Do we hear his side? But if you got one willing to come and the other one, every time he turns down around, he got an excuse to either get here and get up out of here within a matter of days and don't even stick around for the whole feast. That's why I keep telling y'all and over again, how can you elders expect honor from the brethren when they see your footprint? You want to be called rabbi, rabbi, teacher, teacher, elder, elder, but you don't ever want to be in fellowship with them. Amazing, isn't it? Wonder why they look at you crossways and sideways because your walk is in question. How in the hell can they know you? if they can't even be with you? How can they learn from you if they don't even see an example? That's why I put myself out there. I'm an open book. Y'all know everything there is to know about me. I ain't got nothing to hide. Now behind my house and them closed doors, y'all don't know what I'm doing. And it ain't none of your business. But, you can know what I'm doing by looking at the countenance on my family. 
told my size, whatever you do, you got to complain about something. Don't go complain no damn woman. She ain't got no power to change shit. You're free to go talk to Elder Doug. Talk to Elder Rupert. Talk to any elder you want to. I gave you permission. Go out there. If you think that Pastor Dial is wrong in some area, go talk to any of them you want. But the wicked, you better not say nothing. You better not say a thing, thing. Threatening. Lottery. Oh, boy. Elder Mitch tell this, the congregation up there, same thing. I don't want to set up and mistreat you, do something behind the scene, or, or, or you feel like you're oppressed and you don't have no voice. I want you to have a voice. I want, I want somebody to be able to listen to you. Because, see, I'm righteous. I love judgment. I want to sit in judgment. I want to sit in judgment, not because I'm afraid to be wrong. I want to sit in judgment because with everything I do, I want to be right. And if I'm blinded to myself, you're not going to be the one as a woman that's going to open my eyes. Welcome to the university of a painful truth. I don't know how much more honest you can be. Am I telling the truth, Shaz? They ain't never got to worry about no verbal abuse, physical abuse, gag orders. Look at him looking. Righteous man loves judgment. Hallelujah. Read on, teach. Yet is she thy companion. And the what? And the wife of thy covenant. Read on. And did not he make one? Yet had, had he the residue of the Spirit, and wherefore one? That he might seek a godly seed. Did y'all hear that? That he might seek a godly seed. Do y'all know who I was making reference to? Huh? Abraham. He's making a, a reference to Abraham. Read on. Don't worry about it. We get into it later. Don't hurt yourself. Read on. Therefore, take heed to your spirit. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, take heed to whose spirit? Your spirit. You save yourself. Take heed to your spirit that what? And let none deal treacherously. Now notice, this is a warning. Take heed to your spirit and let none deal Treacher. treacherously, unjustly, with the what? Against the wife of his youth. That's a warning. Read on. For Yah, the Elohim of Israel. It, notice, it didn't say, and it ain't going to say, that he hates divorce. Why would, he make, why would he say he hates divorce when he made a law for it? It makes no sense. That's Christian insertions. You can pick any ad homily you want to. Texas sharpshooter. Y'all know what that is, don't you? Read on. For Yah, the Elohim of Israel, says that he hates the what? Putting away. Why? Because if you're just going to put her out there and not give her the proper bill, if you have a justified matter, you're going to cause her to commit adultery. 
See, back then, women in our culture, they couldn't go get a job at Walmart or Texas Roadhouse. They didn't have no colleges that they could go to and get a degree and become lawyers and judges and doctors. They were solely dependent upon the man. That's why today feminism says, ah, we're not going to go back to the 18 and 1900. I said, it's a damn good thing you would because they killed you back then. They would lynch your ass. All that lip. Solely dependent on their righteous husband. So therefore a woman didn't have nothing to fear. Tia, how long you been married, Tia? Oh, damn. Just got started somewhere, huh? Four long months. Are you happily married? You can tell. He ain't even around and she's smiling. Look at him looking. Boy, but you ought to see some of the stuff I see when I see some of y'all. Ooh, wait. There were some people here at the feast. I went to each one of the communities and said, tell me what's going on with that one right there. Oh, oh no, pastor, they doing good, they fine. I said, oh, okay, all right. Next thing you know, I get a call a couple, a week or two later. Boy, pastor, your discernment. Yeah, this is my first rodeo. We're not here for your destruction. We're here for your edification, your exhortation, your comfort. We're here to make sure you're successful getting to the kingdom and not just making it in. But in order to make sure that we all go walking on in, we, we got to have justice and judgment. You know the reason why, Israel? Because we all are fallible and flawed. That's why we need righteous judges. Because of the righteousness of his law. We can't go past that. I could understand if I was expecting more out of you than I'm producing myself, then I would be defined as a, a, the ultimate hypocrite. Does it make sense? Read on. For one covers violence with his garment, said the Elohim of hosts. There he go. Here's the second one. You know, whenever y'all repeat something twice, he mean business. Read. Therefore, take heed to your spirit. There it is again. You don't think he mean business if he mentioned it twice? Take heed to your spirit and listen. Same warning again. That what? That you deal not treacherously. So you got a lot of these people dealing treacherously. Look at the judgment of him. Look at, the ju look at Leslie. Dealing treachery. Whooped whoop his first wife's ass for 12 years. And I'm talking about whooping her ass. Now she's whooping his ass. Child support for seven children. She get the house, she get the car, and she get alimony. Then the one that he beat up, and you see out there, he, for some reason he got a, this fetish of beating up on women. He done got two of them by her. And I told her, get to the police. Stop posting on Facebook 
Because having the feelings and the emotions of a court of public opinion ain't going to help you none. And he's denying, go force a DNA test. I mean, after all, the system is on your side. Use the law for the lawless. I moved away because he possibly wouldn't leave me alone. Victim, 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 but I ain't going to do nothing. Because I ain't tell you what the brothers say, boy. Brothers on that post, they stirred up, boy. Mmm. See what I mean? Now, why did that go down? Because she probably didn't know. Because you know what I mean? Whoremongers go out there and lie to women. She thinks she's still on the street. You got the knowledge of the Torah, the knowledge of the law. You take that knowledge and you go to these unsuspecting, stupid-ass women that don't know nothing. You throw that word on them and then you make them accountable and you bind them by the law that your ass can't keep yourself. That's why we make y'all wait until we understand and we see what the hell y'all doing, that your intentions is right. What's wrong with that? I wish I had somebody do me like that when I was young. So you got that tiptoe through the tulip spirit. Ain't nobody gonna judge me. Ain't, this is my house. But damn, I thought Israel was a house. I thought Israel was a house. I thought it was called the household of faith. Not a damn individual home so you can go out there and run dirty as hell without any damn accountability. Did I say something wrong? And everyone that do it right, ask them that they don't thank the Father that they did it that way. They did it the, the straight way. Which really ain't, it's really God's way. Beautiful thing. And just think, you got to get this now when you're youth because one day, some of you going to be elders. Some of you are going to be judges in the land. But if you're running dirty in your youth, I'd be damned if you're going to be able to sit up in the God's authority in your old age. Ain't no way in hell, you damn jackleg. You'd be one set up there with the damn, uh, uh, the, the boys in the band taking bribes, running dirty, tearing up everything we built. Uh-oh. I keep telling you, aged men are not always wise. Just because they're old, that don't mean they're wise. See, this is the type of preaching that used to save us years ago. Yeah, Dill. You save us years ago. We're going to learn something through this today's message, hopefully, too. See, if you don't stop acting like the Gentiles, living like the Gentiles, and running out the same mannerism as the Gentiles, how in the hell can you expect to be an Israelite and then be ready for his kingdom? Because the one thing that he promised, he says, there's nothing that is going to go into his kingdom that defiles. You think, I don't take that lightly. You may take that lightly. I don't take it lightly. I think he means business. Grace, grace, grace. I keep telling y'all, I got that residue of that Christian shit on you. 
Grace going to land you right into hell. Your way of grace. Everybody all right? Everybody all right? Well, Mother Stalin, if she was here, she would have jumped up out of her chair and ran back and started shouting. Mm -hmm. She would have. She would have jumped up out of her chair and ran back and started shouting. He couldn't even be in a container cell. Hey! Glory! Ah! Mm. I ain't never told her to shut up either. Keep going. You can't shout because you're full of iniquity. As if the word is whooping you. It should chase him. When he gets to the point to where we love the word of God more than our necessary bread. That's what we need to get to. So it says, take heed to your spirit that you deal not treacherously. Now it says, it says that in the Bible that Sarah not only called Abraham Lord, but when she couldn't get pregnant, she even stepped aside and gave him her servant. That way, uh, that way is a different from these days where women dictate the rules for relationship. No, you mean witchcraft. The rules for any time a woman is trying to control, manipulate, coerce, or dominate, or dictate a man, especially her husband, you're dealing with a witch. You can meet times you don't know the character traits of Jezebel. You don't know what witchcraft is. For while there, I was getting a prophetess video recommendations every day here on YouTube, women are straight up leading others straight into hell. The women who are actually doing what's right are usually in the background and understand that this isn't their time to be speaking. I see lots of men walking up with spiritual wisdom which you can't learn from a college degree. So many women have college degrees, but it is useless for godly women or godly wisdom. Those who don't understand proper order in these days will not make it, and that's a dire warning. There will be no disorder in the kingdom. Man submits to Hamashiach and the woman to the man, and both are judged on that. By the way, those with spiritual discernment can see that it's good men who actually protect and love their wives who are asking for submission. It's a weak modern man who hates himself, women and God, who love egalitarianism. That's the end of that. Everybody got something to say. So, how is it that if you listen to this today, you don't know the ministry stance? And how we do things. How is it? Because we're only going to stand on what the book says we can't add to or take away. Why would we want to? I mean, the prophets have a lot more wise than what we'll ever be. You know why? Because they're the mouthpiece of y'all. The soul, here we go again, this thing. See, I had my other laptop. And it, said, it is, it's doing it again. 
Let me see what we, here we go again. Maybe get y'all to sing a song or something. E. This is three weeks in a row, so you know this one is done. I think, I think somebody already called dibs on it because it wasn't. I was going to take it out there and run it over by the truck. Putting up with this, boy. If I can't get, get can't fix this, I'll fix the devil in it. <laughs> Messing up my order. I'm not too too upset because it's like a 12 or 13 year old laptop. That's a good run. Hmm. 13 year old laptop man now whether it's what we got up there here we go again gotta waste God's precious time on it oh no we will we, believe me we will we will roll y'all see anything up there Still see something. The soul that sins shall surely die. The soul that sins shall surely die. I need everybody to listen today, okay? How many of y'all think while I'm up here preaching, I hate y'all? Oh, good. Glad we're on the same sheet of music. Any type of abuse taking advantage of or misusing others for personal gain would never be tolerated in Israel. Given the time that we're living in, you can't, uh, can't you all see how someone in Israel can choose to be wicked for advantage or gain? You've got to be kidding me. Now, wait a minute. Hold on. I don't know why I'm doing something about this iCloud preference. time this time of year. It's easy to see how kings, oh, did I read that? Yeah. It's easy to see how kings chose to be wicked. Blood on your hands. You ever, you ever read that before in the scriptures? People have blood on their hands? Now, over in Ezekiel 18.1, the word of Yahweh came to me saying, and I'm reading from the scriptures version. What do you mean when you use this proverb concerning the land of Israel saying, the fathers have eaten sour grapes? and the children's teeth are burned. As I live, declares Master Yahweh, you shall no longer use this proverb in Israel. See, all beings are mine. The being of the Father as well as the being of the Son is mine. The being that is sinning shall do what, Israel? Die. But if a man is righteous and shall do right ruling and righteousness, if... He has not eaten on the mountain, nor lifted up his eyes to idols of the house of Israel, nor defiled his neighbor's wife, nor come near to a woman during her uncleanness. If he does not oppress anyone, does return to the debtor his pledge, does not commit robbery, does give his bread to the hungry, and covers 
the naked with garments if he does not lean on interest or take increase, turns back his hand from unrighteousness, execute right ruling and truth between me and the man and man, if he walks in my law. This is a long resume. Let me tell you, a long resume the way we should be. And has guarded my right rulings in truth. He is righteous. He shall certainly live, declares the master of Yahweh. You see, in the day that we, in that day, we were one people. Talking about days of old. Together. Now we are scattered. And instead of trying to live by these righteous laws, we have the same behavior as the Gentiles who we are captive to. Deceit. Falsehood. Being sluggish. A little cancer, a selfishness that enters into us. And we can only think about ourselves today. He goes on to say in verse 10, But if he has brought forth a son who is a robber or a shedder of blood, who does any of these, whereas he himself did not do any of these, that he also has eaten on the mountains or defiled his neighbor's wife, if he has oppressed the poor and needy, has committed robbery, he does not return a pledge, has lifted up his eyes to idols or did an abomination, if he has lent on interest or taken increase, shall he live? Shall he live? Let me ask y'all some of the behaviors and attitudes, the way we treat each other, talk to each other withholding good when it's in our hands to do good and all this other stuff. I mean, can we ask the same question to you, Dave? Should you live? Should you live? If he has done any of these abominations, he shall certainly die. He didn't just pick out one. He said any of them. His blood is upon him. His blood is upon him if you choose to do any of these things. But see, if he has bought forth a son who sees all the sins which his father has done, but he fears and does not do likewise. The son saw the foolishness of the father, but he says, I'm not going to be part of that. I'm not going to do that. He has eaten on the mountain and has not lifted up his eyes to the idols of the house of Israel, has not defiled his neighbor's wife, has not oppressed anyone, nor withheld a pledge, nor committed robbery, has given his bread to the hungry and covered the naked with garments. Don't this sound like the Beatitudes? Turns back his hand from wronging the poor. He has not taken interest or increase. Has executed my right rulings and walked in my laws. He shall not die for the crookedness of his father. He shall certainly do what? Live. Stipulation there. If he chooses to be righteous even though his father's wicked, he's not going to bear the iniquity of his father. He's going to live. So don't tell me you can't stop generational curses. When you choose to serve God and fear him, you're stopping generational curses. The way Yahshua would break it down, it said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Psalms 51 verse 17, The sacrifices of Yah, broken spirit, and a broken and contrite heart, O Yah, will not despise. Proverbs 16, 19, it clearly says, Better is to be of an humble spirit 
with the lowly than to divide the spoil of the proud. Matthew 5, verse 6, blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness. After Notice, you got to be hungry. You got to thirst for, for righteousness. For they shall be filled. Preference that to Psalms 84, verse 2, my soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of Yahweh. Now, wait a minute. If your soul longeth, even fainteth for the courts of Yahweh, is not the courts a place of judgment? then why are you so busy running away from it if you're doing wrong? Even if you're doing right, you're in question why you're running away from the courts then. Shall you not be justified? Would you not be vindicated if you're doing right? My heart and my flesh cry out for the living Yah. See, we live in a selfish world today. All people do is think about themselves and use others for their personal gain. Matthew 5, 7, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteous sake, for they, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. David has something to say about that. The wicked plotteth against the just and gnash upon him with his teeth. The master shall laugh at him, for he seeth that his day is coming. Is not, is not y'all showing himself as a strong defense towards those that are right? Huh? The wicked have drawn out a sword, and they have bent their bow to cast down the poor and the needy, and to slay such as be of an upright conversation. It's deep, isn't it? Ezekiel 18, 18, his father, because he used oppression, robbed his brother, and did what is not good among his people. See, he shall die for his crooked. And you, and you said, why should the son bear, not bear the crookedness of the father, but the son has done right ruling and righteousness. He has guarded my laws, and he, has, and he does them, he shall certainly live. Now, hear this, right? We're going to take it a step further, too. See, if your father was wicked and did not care about the laws of Yah, and yet you choose to serve him, you would not bear the iniquity of the father. Right? Verse 20, same chapter. The being who sins shall die. The son shall not bear the crookedness of the father, nor the father bear the crookedness of the son. The crookedness of the son, the righteousness of the righteous is upon him, and the wrongness of the wrong is upon himself. Key, if he turns from all his sin. All right, let's stop here for a second. Now, this is a problem in Israel. Someone sin and they turned from that sin meaning they met the conditions of repentance you have no right to revisit those sins back upon them again and watch this if that's your judgment you may even forget about it but it's written down in the courts your judgment is coming right back up on you again 
Now, if God said that he would take your sins, throw them into the sea of forgiveness, never to remember again, if he said that he'll separate them as far from the east to the west, who in the hell are you to remind somebody Because watch this. Don't go a little bit farther. If somebody did wrong, yet they met the conditions of repentance, now they end up right. So the very wrong that they did worked towards righteousness. It worked towards their perfection. And then who is he that can condemn the wrong that the man or the woman done when they ended up right? I think the one thing that we all forget that we were sinners, right? I'm going to tell you one thing. In Israel, don't you ever remind somebody of something that they done turned from. Now let's read this with that understanding. If he turns from all his sins which he has done, and he shall guard my all my laws, and shall do right ruling, and righteousness he shall certainly live he shall not die that means he met the conditions right see the problem we have today is if you are not being a true brother to your brothers for some reason all you expect for the pastors and the elders to do all the correcting however we cannot see anything I mean we cannot see everything excuse me if you believe someone is being unfair, make it known. As it is in the words of Elder Mitch, our snitch game is on point. We don't have that law of the street crap. Going to Jezekiel chapter 3, verse 16. And it came to be at the end of seven days that the word of Yahweh came to me saying, Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel and you shall hear a word from my mouth and shall warn them from me y'all ready when I say to the wrong you shall certainly die and you have not warned him nor spoken to warn the wrong from his wrong way how many times you see a brother in a wrong way and you remain mute you don't want to say nothing because you don't want any contentions in your head. Yet you would rather just let him figure it out on his own or let somebody else go do it. But you see it. You see it. And you're still letting them just run on you. And you do nothing about it. But what y'all see. You ain't going to warn him of his wrong to save his life. The same wrong man shall die in his what? Crookedness and his and here, I will require at your hand. See, all this, see, most of you don't even understand the word when it says that, that he that seek, whoever seeking love covers a multitude of sins. Now, it ain't telling you to let people get by. You're covering up sins that they, that they understand that they're transgressing in and they're working to get it right, not trying to continue to keep hiding, doing dirt. See, we misapply this all the time. And we're doing it to our own destruction. So we need to ask ourselves this question today. Over the years since we've been in this, how much blood do we got on our hands? 
How much blood do we really truly have on our hands? Knowing that someone was in the wrong and yet we thought we, thought we were being spiritual by covering them because we didn't have <clears throat> the gumption to go straight to them and tell them, brother, you wrong. You're more interested in trying to keep a friendship together with you and him rather than being a friend of Yah. Last thing you want is blood on your hands. But he's going to die in his crookedness, right? But if you have worn the wrong and he does not turn from his wrong, notice now the, the difference actually is instead of you just knowing it and doing nothing, now we're at the next stage where you warn him and, and he still doesn't turn from his wrong way. He shall die in his what? Crookedness and you have what? Delivered your being. See the difference? Now you done delivered your being. Today we got this unspoken spirit thing. Why well, I don't say I keep blinders on. All right, blood on your hands. And when a righteous one turns from his righteous, it shall do unrighteous. When I have put a stumbling block before him, shall he die? Because you did. I mean, he shall die. Because you did not warn him. He shall die in his what? Notice, because you failed to warn him. You're probably taking his emotions in account. You're probably taking his feelings in account. You know, you don't really want to rock the boat. You, know, you don't want to really jeopardize a relationship or something like that. Hey, look at here. That's why I asked, how much blood do you got on your hand? Were you really truly seeking love? Ah, because you did not warn him, he shall die in his sin, and his righteousness which he has done is not remembered. Think about this. You can be saved, sanctified, 20, 30 years, dying in your sin, and the most high won't remember. Don't think. That because you and Israelite got your name written down that you're going to get the same favor that David got. Hmm? Why is it that David is only remembered for committing adultery with Bathsheba? When y'all forgave that one. Did he not? He did forget that one. And the one that the most high had to do the covering for is the one where he never repented for killing Uriah the Hittite. Because he wrote himself in the psalm a blot and a wound of dishonor will an adulterous man get all the days of his life. This is going to follow him. Stay with him. He wrote that. The very same one that received a judge. You think King David didn't know y'all's ways? Oh, he knew y'all's ways. Man, Robin, y'all gonna hunt. Oh, yeah. Just because he sinned, that don't mean he stopped being a man up to y'all gonna hunt. One thing he did do condition. See, today, we have this uncanny ability to just let stuff slide and then fade off into 
the wild blue young. You know, act like ain't nothing really took place. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Hypocrites. Don't tell me you love your brother. You don't. But his blood, I'm going to require of your hand. See, warn them and give them an opportunity to either live or die. That's the way you need to start looking at it. Warn them. Give them an opportunity to let them live or die. But if you have warned the righteous one that the righteous should not sin, and he did not sin, he shall certainly live because he has been warned. And you have delivered your what? Being. You know what it means about delivering your being? Not only delivering your being for judgment, but you deliver your conscience. You toss and turn it, and I know you should do something, and you would rather toss and turn a whole week or two until it fades away rather than lift that off that burden off your conscience. Ain't that right? Blood on your hands. See? Let's read. Everybody all right? We rolling, ain't we? See, now, who changed this? Who changed this? So why do we make light of it? The Bible teaches that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. See, at all costs and at all, every chance we get, we need to try to make sure we keep hypocrisy and sin away from us. You want your children to learn their behavior? Don't tell me children don't learn their behavior. Isaac did the same damn thing Abraham did. Don't tell me you don't learn from your pat, your papa, and your daddy. Because you do. So if you want to learn anything, leave a legacy of righteousness. Leave a good legacy of righteousness where your children can see that you fear the Most High Yah, and thereby will cause them to fear Him as well. What's wrong with that? I mean, Ecclesiastes 12, 13, for says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear Yah. Keep His commandments. It is the whole duty. Oh, man. What's wrong with that? Read. When I say unto the wicked. When he say unto the who? The wicked. Defining exactly who these people are. When he say unto the wicked. He's talking to the wicked. Read. Oh, wicked man. Oh, you sure. wicked man. What is a wicked man? Somebody transgressed the law? Somebody's workers of iniquity? Somebody that clearly goes against it? Read. Thou shalt surely die. You're going to surely die, wicked man. If thou does not speak to warn the wicked from his way. Stop. If you don't open up your mouth and say something to warn your brother, to warn your sister, from that wicked way. See what we do today. Well, that's my friend. You don't, some people you don't mind going to because you don't give a damn about them. But that one's really close to you. You grade on a curve, you hypocrite. You're very careful. You are very careful how you speak to those who you associated with that you call your friend. You want to smooth it over like butter. You want to take the sting out of something. I'm going to tell you right now, that ain't the way me and the elders deal with each other. We're men. 
we're straight up. We already know you love me. Now love me enough, if in case I don't understand this, love me enough to tell me the truth. Even if you're wrong, if you are wrong, perhaps you could be wrong. If you are, I'm not going to hold it personally. Because I know your intent is to help save my soul alive, make sure you pull me out of the fire. That wicked man shall die in his iniquity. He gonna die in his what? Iniquity. Oh, because you wouldn't speak when you had opportunity. Come on. But his blood is what? Will I require a dying? That's hand. why I keep asking. How much blood are some of you still carrying around right now? There's people done left this ministry that's dying in their iniquities right now. You saw them and you wouldn't even get one. There's some people probably still here that is in some form of iniquity or lawlessness. You ain't said nothing. And you think that when that comes in front of your doorstep, that because it wasn't you that's doing it, that you got a pass. That ain't the way the law judges. That's not the way the prophet judges. Prophet, as a matter of fact, he even makes you responsible. Now I'm going to go back to that statement I keep saying over and over, and over again. Am I my brother's keeper? They got to understand some people don't want to be kept. They got nothing to do with the way we're supposed to be functioning in the righteousness of the law. Nothing to do with it at all. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Read. Nevertheless, if you warn the wicked of his way to turn from it, I mean... If he comes to you, stay out of my business. Well, good. You told him. You delivered. The whole purpose is delivering your soul. That's the whole purpose. Good. I'm good. I'm staying out of business, but I'm still telling you flat out wrong for this, this, this. Good. I'm good now. I'm delivering. Wait a minute. Love your neighbor ass. So in order to do that, you first got to learn how to love yourself. I love myself. I ain't going to hell for none of you. Look. Look. Pastor Dow's not going to say, I would have plucked out my own eyes and gave them to you. I would have fell on the sword. I would have, I would have went to hell. I would have, I would have wished that I was a curse for my kinsmen, my brother, and according to the flesh, who are Israelites. I ain't going to be saying all that. I'm saving me. You better get the same attitude. Look at him, look. Didn't Paul say that? He wished he was, he was a curse for his brother, his kinsman, according to the flesh. I mean, they had the adoption, didn't they? The covenant, didn't they? And he wished he said it was a curse just so that they could be woke up. Bless you, Paul. I'm going to save myself. <laughs> I'm doing. I'm saving myself. I mean, how in the world can you be saved if I don't save myself? How in the world can I love you if I don't love myself? Uh-oh. Isn't that right? That's how you know a lot of men don't love their wives today because they... 
Look how they treat them. Do they treat their own flesh like that? If they're abusive to their flesh, they're abusive to their wives. <laughs> oh, show not, boy. You better preach. Read on. If he does not turn from his way. See, everybody was saying, can we just go back to the feast? No, we back in business as usual. <laughs> Read that part again, teach. If he does not turn from his way. If he does not turn from his way. He shall die in his iniquity. Y'all see that? He shall die in his iniquity. I'm trying to get over us today. Why would you sit up there and let your own conscience perish? Why would you let your own mind be tormented and stuff like that when you can easily deliver yourself showing that you really truly love? In other words, you remember this old statement you hear me say all over? Oh, I said many, many times. You've got to love people more than they hate themselves. Y'all ever heard me say that before? That's what you got to do. Read. But you have delivered your soul. See that? This is all about delivering your soul. For the sole purpose, you don't have blood on your hand. Come on. Therefore, O son of man, speak unto the house of Israel. Does ye speak, saying, If our transgressions and our sins be upon us, and we pine away in them, how should we then live? Say unto them, Basically saying, if they're owners, you know what happened? There's a judgment for sin and transgression, right? You know, you're going to be destroyed. You know what I mean? You're going to be eaten up. Then you know, your flesh is going to rot. You're going to have disease problems. Read on. Say unto them, as I live, says Yahweh Elohim. As I said, Yahweh Elohim. I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Now think about that. Here's y'all having a mouthpiece of him. All these prophets tell him, listen, Israel, I'm, I'm trying to get it over to your thick heads here. I really, truly don't have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Now, he said that himself. He don't want nobody to die. Read. But that the wicked turn from his way and That, that is all he wants. Just turn from your wicked way. Read. Turn you. Turn you from your evil ways. For why will you die? See oh. that? Why would you die, O house of Israel? Why? Come on. Therefore, thou son of man, say unto the children of thy people, the righteousness of the righteous shall not deliver him in the day of his transgression. Now let's stop for a second. So are we calling ourselves Israel, and we live scattered through in all these geographical locations, how can we come together unless we're joined in one mind? Because we're too far apart right now. You understand what I mean? That's why accountability is paramount. I don't give a damn if you live in Timbuktu. You still should have the same mind as the Messiah, the same mind as, the, as, the, as his word, the same mind as y'all. That's how we can be fitly joined together. But see, some of us don't want to be joined together. You see what I'm saying? And that's what's going on now. You leave me alone. You stay out of my bed. If you Israel, I can't leave you alone. 
How can I leave you alone? If I leave you alone, I'll be destroying myself. Uh-oh. Here's Paul talking about a body fitly joined together. And here we are in Alaska, Hawaii, Ghana, South Africa, Australia, the Philippines, Japan, England, America, Mexico, Canada. We can still be fitly joined together even though we're that far apart. But we have to be joined together under the same mind, under the same spirit. And when somebody decides they're going to step out on that, we'll call you on it. Again, this is not a value judgment for elders only. Brothers, that's what it said over and over again. Brothers, forget about this title shit and start loving each other as brothers. As for the wickedness of the wicked, he shall not fall thereby in the day he turneth from his wickedness. Y'all hear that? Come on. Neither shall the righteous be able to live for his righteousness in the day that he sinneth. When I shall say to the righteous that he shall surely live if he trust to his own righteousness and commit iniquity, all his righteousnesses shall not be remembered. In other words, he don't want y'all to pursue because you done checked in all this time. And you think you can just turn aside and commit unrighteous and you think that all the things you don't, you've done is going to be remembered in the kingdom. You're a fool. The whole order of this is not to just say once I'm saved, I'm always saved. The whole order of this, you stay saved. You stay on the cutting edge of righteousness. That's what you do. You don't be in one minute, out the next. Uh-oh. That's what you're trying to tell the prophets to get over to it. Read. But for his iniquity that he has committed, he shall die for it. Again, when I say unto the wicked, Thou shalt surely die. You notice he keeps going back and forth. Wicked, righteous. Wicked, righteous. Wicked, righteous. Come on. If he turn from his sin and do that which is lawful and right, if the wicked restore the pledge, give again that he had robbed, walk in the statutes of life without committing an iniquity, he shall surely live and he shall not die. You hear that? All you got to do is, if you did wicked, just go restore that which is right. Do that which is right. Repent. Turn from your wicked way. And then you'll live. What we want to do, somebody trespass to hell, be trespass against y'all. Well, we want to put them in our own personal hell if they trespass against us. We want to put them in our own personal jail of bitterness. We don't even want to release them. I want you to feel the hurt you caused me. No, they ain't gonna open up your arms wide and receive you stuff. You want somebody to comfort some evil spirit you harvest. 
Come hug me so you can feel the same evil I got in me. There's some serious issue in this time right here. There's some serious issue. This past mental health problems. It really is. Read on. None of his sins that he has committed shall be mentioned unto him. You hear that? In other words, if he did that and he met the conditions of righteousness, none of the sins that he what? None of the sins that he committed what? Shall be mentioned unto him. Shall be what? Not Shall be what? Mentioned. Shall be what? Mentioned. So who in the hell are you to sit up there and try to bring back some wickedness that somebody else done done and they've been delivered from? You in some serious trouble, you turn around and you remind somebody of a sin that they committed. You can forget about man. Y'all's judgment is a hell of a lot greater than man. You're supposed to be viewing him as if nothing ever even happened. Now, let me get this right, hypocrites. If you sin fell short of the glory of y'all's stuff, you want everybody with open arms to just come to you and comfort you, don't you? Console you. Make, make sure that you're feeling good and you all forgiven and stuff. You're welcome. Just forget about it. Drive on and stuff. But you, reminds you of that Matthew 18, don't it? Reminds you of that Matthew 6 with Yahshua and them, don't it? Don't it? You've been forgiven all your debt. Did you want to go and grab somebody by the neck? Better forget if they met God's conditions and look at them as a blood-washed Israelite. So I better try to keep them under your spiritual control. Read. He has done that which is lawful and right. Yeah, that, even if he sinned, but he met the conditions, the book said he has done that which is lawful and right. Come on. He shall surely live. He shall surely what? Live. He shall surely live. I had somebody that he said, I said, who was that right there? Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's something. I ain't going to give too much because you know everybody wants that person was sudden, sudden, so and so. And, and you know they you know they used to be. I said, what'd you say? Oh, you know I used to be. I said, what the hell were you? Oh, Pastor, I didn't mean nothing by it. I said, then what is that wickedness in your damn heart then? You think you much better than him? Pastor, I really didn't mean, yeah, you did. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaker. Don't give me that shit. See, man, you make the problem. You think I'm all together like every damn body else where you can just come up to me and spout any kind of bullshit you want. No, not him. Pastor, I am sorry. And mind you, ain't nobody around but him and I. I scolded his ass. Who was it? You. Mean none of your business. I guarantee they learned from that one. Read on. Yet the children, yet the children of Wait a minute, you show me a, a man that is, that is good is not seen. Show me one. Oh, okay, good, shut up. Just shut the hell up. Good, thank you very much. Read on. Yet the children of thy people say, 
The way of Yah is not equal. Man, that's something. Isn't that something? Read. But as for them, their way is not equal. When the righteous turns from his righteousness and commits iniquity, he shall even die thereby. He shall what? Even die thereby. Read on. But if the wicked turn from his wickedness and do that which is lawful and right, he shall live thereby. Boy, ain't God's way equal? I believe he's equal. I believe he's just. Read on. Yet you say. What do you say? The way of Yah is not equal. Oh, boy, that's a stubborn people right there, isn't it? You know, I'm, I'm of the mindset. I, I, first of all, I can't even imagine talking to y'all like that. I just, you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm a scaredy cat when it comes to that. I'm big time scaredy cat. I'm big time. Read on. Oh, ye house of Israel, I will judge you every one after his ways. Uh, everyone's going to be judged after who ways? His ways. So ain't nobody getting by. Just when you think somebody else's iniquity or, or sin is greater than the highest of types, when it all said and done, it's your sins that's going to be judged. You're going to get now your nobody exempt, meaning everybody. That's universal. Are you following me? And it doesn't need, it's just talking about men either. It's generic. Both male and female. There's no discrimination in this whatsoever at all. What he says to one, he says to all. We go again. Read Ezekiel 18.22. We're almost done. We'll just leave it there. I ain't got no time to fool around with this computer right here, boy. I may get a spirit manifest on me, man. Throw that thing on that floor down there. <laughs> huh? Matter of fact, just read Ezekiel 18.22. We just finish out. All his transgressions that he has committed, they shall not be mentioned unto him. And his righteousness that he hath done, he shall live. Y'all hear that? Did y'all hear that? Keep going. Have I any pleasure at all that the wicked should die? Is he not saying it? He said it over here. Now he's saying it again. It? Read. Says Yahweh Elohim. Mm-hmm. And not that he should return from his ways and live? See, so what's the whole hope that the Most High Yah has for, for the wicked as well as the righteous? Turn so that you do what? Live. He don't want y'all to experience all this grief and hardship and destruction. He wants it so that you can have your feet in open places so that you can understand the essence of life and living in righteousness and holiness and in peace. Don't you run around the same ducking and dodging and stuff and, and, and looking over your shoulder and carrying on and stuff? Free. Free. Now, let me tell you, see, when you live righteous, your speech is a hell of a lot different when you're running dirty. Watch the people when they're running dirty. They usually ain't got nothing to say. They usually, mm. Righteous, boy, they be like a bunch of pit bulls in a, in a fence. They come up and see you. <laughs> They ain't doing nothing, just making a bunch of noise. Oh, hallelujah. 
No, I'm telling the truth. Yeah, yeah. Your cadence, your walk, your talk, your speech, everything totally different. Satan always wants you in that place the way you can keep your mouth shut. Mm -hmm. Even when you want to reach out, have your heart open to love the brother, you can't do it because iniquity got up a shield in front of you. You don't know. You never hug some brothers and all of a sudden get this little coldness. Oh, whoa. But you don't say nothing. He's Oh, okay, I recognize that standard. What, what is that? What is, what is that? See, stuff like that you need to be paying attention to. If you notice their behavior changing from bad to worse, or let's say good to worse, you know, they, they used to be this way, now all of a sudden they, they, they isolate themselves. They're distant. Hmm? Y'all missed the festivities this week. Y'all missed it. It was a good experience for the brother. Because remember I told y'all that Moses and Elijah been here? It sounds crazy, don't it? It, it? it almost sounds unbelievable. Let me see. Let me make sure I get this right. Who else, Elder Doug, has been here besides Moses and Elijah? Anybody else? Not that I can think of, but I'm sure I'm missing a few names. Okay, so who was this, this latest one that came up? Had his bag? He believes he's a Jesuit priest. Listen. Um, and he had to come here to get confirmation so he could uh, verify with the police department and the mental institutions that he actually is who he says he is. And then he was trying to get back to the Vatican. Um, Scott and Bud were there too, and they probably remember quite a few of the details. But uh, yeah, I went on and on with other ridiculous stuff. And what revelation did he? He had a vision of Moses twice. Seen the heavens part. What about a vision of Yeshua? He seen Moses. See, I met him at the gate, but I, I had to get to the bank. You know, when you make a deposit, it'll cut all the time. Are you following me? And I said, man, just go up to the top of the hill. Text El Doug, you know what to do. You know what to do. I just didn't have time for it. You understand what I mean? I literally didn't. I dealt with Moses and Elijah. Somebody else take the Jesuit priest. <laughs> he had this big old book right here from the self-proclaimed prophet. Big old thick book. I'll bring it to the table and see it. And he was proud that he just got out of the midst of the mental institution in North Carolina. See, look. I backed up to a bud. This guy wants to see Elder Doug, and I took her and took her bus. Said he started walking bus. Said you stand right there. <laughs> Brent, uh, Brent told him, let me tell you something. You don't get your blank off of this 
blank, I'm going to blank, blank, blank. Why is it that all of these prophecies just with priests and all these other people, why is it when they come here? First of all, we got to ask, are these the forerunners to the real? Remember, they, they always send out the false to test and try, so when the real come, we got to be ready. Don't you know that every time something like that comes along, it's there to test us? <laughs> Did y'all sit to see the Jesuit priest? Y'all didn't see him? Y'all didn't miss nothing. You got a video? Maybe we can show y'all the video. Yeah, you the problem. You heard him on the phone? Oh, boy. Elder Doug already talked to him. Did you tell him don't come? Yep. And guess what? Presumptuous are they. They're going to press and push any damn way. Even though you tell them don't come, guess what they still going to do? Now, again, why does Moses got to come the straight way? Now, don't get me wrong. I would like for Moses to come straight away. Elijah, too. But I promise you, we will know when Moses and Elijah is coming. You know the reason why? Same spirit. That Jesuit priest just about got hurt bad here. <laughs> Y'all hear me? Mm, Y'all see how these brothers turn, boy, when somebody trespasses like that? I don't care how many Bibles you got in your hand. It gets, it gets ugly real quick. Read. Oh, you done? So anyway, that's pretty much what we're getting ready to go over. All right? The ideal of today, the whole ideal of today is if you see your brother or your sister committing any sin, iniquity, transgression, love them enough. You ain't got to stop this bull crap. Oh, you see somebody falling short, and the first thing you want to do is all your concern. Noah, but my but Daryl, I saw him. He did it. For real, man? Don't for real. Say, nigga, what the hell are you doing in front of me? Go love your brother. Then, do like Elder Mitch say, I snitch game is good. Now I'm going to go tell the elders and pastor what you did. <laughs> That's how you do that. Because the book teaches that when you go do something like that and you, chances are you turn your brother from a wicked way. Man, you gained a brother. Not only that, you probably gained a brother love for life. But see, we, won't, we don't want to do that, though. We won't go around the way. See, this is Another way that people are going to know that we're as disciples is because we have this love. It's amazing how we won't let nobody from without attack us, but boy, within, it, we, we're a bunch of vicious, man, just, woo boy, just throw the meat out there. <laughs> fervent charity, fervent love amongst ourselves. Did y'all learn anything? Get anything how serious y'all is? See? Pretty much in between the feasts, you can call these messages character development. That's a good bullet point, isn't it? Character development. Character development. That was our real good. Let us stand in this room.
Y'all good, ain't it? Boy, you can tell Daniel they was tired last night. Boy, that was the quickest line then. Damn, Daniel, all he had to do was say, bless y'all, Israel. Shalom. They just took off. <laughs> they was trying their best, boy. I said, look at them. I said, man, I see where this is going. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Most high, we thank you for all your truth. We thank you for the law and the prophets having those writings here in our hands where we can actually see and hear your mind coming directly from your mouthpieces and not from some damn Roman Catholic Pope. We thank you for these truths. We thank you for the Holy Spirit to help us discern. We thank you for the blood that Yahshua shed for each and every last one of us and our name written down. We only can hope that we bring glory to your name. We're going to live for you. Continue to keep compelling us in the name of Yahshua and we'll be a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto you. Hallelujah. Shabbat Shalom. The king is coming.